0: Hello and welcome back my Empowered Beauties. So today we're going to be talking about self-doubt. This is something that has heavily impacted my life and many other women who I have worked with and who have been in my close circle, my friends and family as well. This is a topic that typically comes up quite often. And when we get talking about it, we realize how much self-doubt can really impact our lives, especially if we live with this self-doubt, if we live to believe it and never take action on it. So I want to talk about it today, just a little bit of background about why we may feel self-doubt And then I want to give a couple of examples of how self-doubt has influenced certain decisions and taking action on, on certain goals. And then how just a little bit of tweaking in the mind can reverse that and therefore help you to take action on your goals as well. And at the end of this episode, I'm going to include a few questions to really help you with possibly some self-doubt that you're going through right now and to try and find a bit of a breakthrough. So we're going to go through that. If you have any questions at the end of this episode, please reach out to me on my social media platforms. You can find me on Instagram at m.powercoaching. Also on Facebook, Empower Coaching UK. And you can also drop me an email as well, Team at gmail.com. Feel free to leave a note on this episode as well because I do see the comments. And if you've really enjoyed today, today's episode, please leave me a feedback review because this really does go a long way and it helps others to see if they can benefit from from listening to this podcast as well. All right, let's get into this. So self-doubt, something that I'm sure everyone who is listening to this podcast right now has experienced at some point in their lifetime. It is completely normal and common to feel self-doubt in certain situations. Now, Self-doubt really comes from our core beliefs, our deep-rooted beliefs. And like I said, you know, most of us will battle at some point with thoughts and feelings which threaten to derail our success and our happiness. These thoughts and feelings that really can bring us down and stop us from taking action on our goals. And core beliefs, they include the thoughts and assumptions that we hold about ourselves, about others, and also the world around us as well. And these are very deep-rooted beliefs, which often go unrecognized. Sometimes we don't even really understand about these core beliefs, and yet they consistently affect our lives. And that's when we find ourselves questioning Why are we not living the life that we want to live? Why are we not able to do the things that we want to do? What is holding us back? And, you know, this tends to be those core beliefs. There's something going on there. There's that blockage that's going on. So a couple of examples of self-doubt, typical core beliefs that that lead to self-doubt. I am unattractive. Everyone else is better at their job than I am. The world is full of selfish people. Everyone wants to take and never give. Now, they're very negative core beliefs and they all contribute towards our self-doubt, whether it's self-doubt in ourselves, whether it's self-doubt in someone else, whether it's self-doubt in the world, (laughs) whatever it might be. You know, it all comes from these typical kind of core beliefs that we have. And these core beliefs, obviously we do not come into this world with these beliefs. So over time, at some point in your lifetime, you have been brought to this assumption that you have this belief through experiences and events that have happened in your lifetime, whether that's something that you've been a part of yourself or whether it's from information that you have taken from other external events. Now, our lives are completely dictated by our inner beliefs. And more importantly to note is that sometimes these beliefs are inaccurate. They feel like they're accurate, but the majority of the time is that they're actually inaccurate. And if you consider the examples that I just said, you can guess at the influence that they would have on someone, right? For example, I am unattractive, everyone else is better at their job than I am. If you're thinking that you're unattractive and that everyone else is better at their job than you are, that you're no good at your job, then you will no doubt struggle with self-esteem and confidence and this is where that self-doubt and confidence is really heavily connected to your inner beliefs. So these kind of thoughts can make you feel small and unimportant and they can really affect the action that you take on your goals and your aspirations in life. Now, just a couple of examples. Like I say, I have suffered with self-doubt in the past quite heavily, never really knowing what it was that was holding me back, but just constantly doubting myself and my abilities. And listen, I'm still doing it to this day, I have to admit, you know, there are still certain times in which I doubt myself. So an example of something that's happened quite recently I moved to Thailand six months ago, back in August, and if anyone has ever been to Thailand, you will know that the preferred method of transportation is to use a scooter. Now, I've never ridden a scooter in my life. You know, I put them in the same box as a motorbike, a dangerous, fast, unstable means of transport. And if you pair that also with the number of road accidents that happen each year from scooters, there's that little bit of fear that comes into it as well. But my problem when attempting to ride a scooter wasn't necessarily just the fear of falling off or having an accident, I really doubted my own ability to be able to ride one. And I don't know why, but I had it in my mind that I wasn't the type of person that could ever ride a scooter. It sounds ridiculous when I say it out loud, but at the time, that was my real, real deep belief. And so when I was first trying to ride this scooter, it was an absolute. chaos (laughs) you know we went and found a very quiet road it was dark there was no cars around and you know it was perfectly set up for testing a scooter for the first time now I don't know if you've ridden a scooter before but you have to basically control it by using the handlebars and to accelerate you have to turn the handlebar backwards this is an issue if you get a little bit carried away with fear or you panic because your initial thing to do is to lean back. Whenever we're like, whoa, we lean back as we do it. And so obviously, if you do that whilst holding on the handlebar and the accelerator, it sends you flying forward and then, you know, it creates more panic and it's just an absolute mess. So I definitely did this a few times. But I also just couldn't get my stability. I wasn't able to ride it without wobbling, you know. I And I had it in my head at the time that I was going to fall off. I kept thinking, I'm going to fall off. I'm not going to be able to do it. I'm going to fall off. And the, these were the, the statements that I was making in my head as I was trying to learn. So you can see how it was really the opposite of what I needed at that time. But these were the uncontrollable thoughts. These were the beliefs that I had about myself, that I wasn't able to ride a scooter, that I wouldn't be able to balance. And so we ended that session pretty quickly. I just said, I can't do this. I'll just have to ride on the back or drive the car. And that was that. And So I didn't go back to practicing riding the scooter for quite some time because, again, I just said to myself, I was incapable of doing it. I wouldn't ever be able to do it. And when people asked how I got on with my lesson, I'd just be saying, I have really bad balance. I just can't balance. And so I created this belief about myself that I had really bad balance. Fast forward a couple of weeks And I started to feel a little bit of resentment for not being able to ride a scooter. I would see others, you know, going about their day on scooters and thinking, I wish I could just ride the scooter. I don't want to be on the back. I wish I was able to ride the scooter. And, you know, I think the turning point for me was when I saw, honestly, this boy must have been not much older than 10 years old so young riding a scooter now that's questionable in itself but I'm not here to to talk about that um but yeah this this young boy was riding a scooter really well and I just thought come on Emma you know like that if that boy can ride that scooter if he's learned to ride a scooter surely I've got it in me to do it as well And, you know, I don't think that was the best belief to have, you know, just because he's younger than me doesn't mean that I should be able to do it. But it did promote me to go back and try again. And I had more determination in me this time. So we went, we found another quiet road and I gave it another go. And I just continued to keep trying. Yes, I wobbled again. Yes I panicked with the accelerator again but I kept going and I kept trying and eventually I was able to ride the bike a good five minutes up the road completely out of sight of everyone and turn around and come back and I just practiced doing that again and again and again. A week later we got a scooter um, that we rented for a full month so one that we could just have and use more regularly and the little village that I'm at it's, uh, it's a very closed off space very quiet roads and it is just for the locals who live within the village so it's big empty roads perfect for learning to, to ride a scooter so again I went about and I had another practice and this time loads better I was doing the corners I was turning I was doing really well And I got to a point where I felt confident enough to give it a go on the roads. The crazy Thai roads, I know right? And so I did a couple of days later, we took the bikes out, I had one, my partner had one and we went and did a motorbike tour and we went all around the island and we were out for maybe four or five hours on the roads both in daylight and at night on the scooters, and it was brilliant. And now, now I'm riding the bike probably more than the car. I'm going to the shop, I'm going to meetings, I'll go to the beach at the weekends. I'm riding the bike, and I don't even think twice when I get on that bike about worrying about wobbling, falling off, and I have much more control over that accelerator. So I started out not being able to do it, beating myself up for not being able to do it, telling myself I was incapable, believing that, and then not taking action. And then I had a turning point which made me continue to keep practicing, to continue challenging myself. And eventually, I overcame that belief. I found a new belief that I could do it. And now that is the belief that I hold and I'm able to ride that scooter. The only difference here, the only difference is how I thought about that activity and what I thought about myself and my ability to do it. I could have stopped at that point when I said I can't do it. I could have let that be, stopped and not got back on a scooter and walked away from the scooter forever but I chose to continue I chose to challenge my ability and with that I practiced and practiced and so my belief in myself plus the practice equaled my success now another example is with a client that I used to work with back when I was personal training in the gym And one of her goals is that she really wanted to do a box jump. So I don't know if you've ever been into a gym yourself. You may have seen these big, large, um, plastic-looking or sometimes wooden boxes. And you may have seen people jumping up and down off these boxes. It's a great exercise. It utilizes your full body. Um, It's great for power training. And... This was one of the goals that my client had. We were working on her fitness levels and she said, I wanna be able to jump that box over there. And it was quite a high box, you know, it was a, a really ambitious goal, which was great. I loved that. So we pulled the box up and I said, okay, let's see where you're at with this box. Let's give it a go. (laughs) so she goes to jump on the box, she bends her knees, she goes to jump and she falls and puts her hands on the box and says oh no, no I can't do it, so I say come on let's try again, let's have a bit more thinking time, let's think about it, let's go again and so she stops, she bends her knees, she goes to jump, one foot kind of goes up, the other down, hands on the box, no can't do it, so I said okay we're not ready yet, and her response was, I just can't do it. I'm just not going to be able to do it. I can't jump this box. There's no way that I'm going to be able to ever jump this box, and I said, okay, well, let's challenge that. Let's see how we get on, and so for the next couple of weeks, we worked on gradually building up her jumps, and we started out with a little step, and Sure thing. The first jump that she did on that step, it took a little bit of working up to mentally. I think the first jump was one foot on first. So it was one foot at a time. And then we got her to do two feet on the box. And once she'd got to a point where she was jumping up and down off this step without any real thinking, you know, just automatically jumping up and down, I said, right, we're ready to move on and increase the height and so I went and swapped out the step and we got one of the smaller sized boxes again my client went to jump up on the box but she stopped herself put her hands on the box I can't do it I said let's try again went to go and do it couldn't do it I'm never going to be able to do the boxes I can only do the steps I can't do it and I challenged her and I said no come on we're going to do it I said let's just step up one foot at a time first back down Let's do that and then let's give it a go. Sure enough, after enough goes of that and really just playing into that mindset of she can do it, she did it. And so, after completing that box, we went and got the bigger box, the one that she initially wanted to be able to jump, but told herself she would never be able to do. And this was a couple of weeks of really gradually building up in height. She jumped that box. She had the ability to jump that box. And the thing is, my client always had the ability to jump that box. Her fitness levels didn't change during that time much. Her power and strength didn't change much in that time. It was all in her mind. The difference between jumping on that box and not jumping on that box was her mindset and her belief that she could do the jump, that she was capable, all in her mind, just as it was with me on the scooter. Practice, mindset, success. Really, that's all it was. Now, these are two examples of how we've been able to overcome a certain belief, rewire that belief and then create success from that positive belief. But the problem that I see time and time again is that some people will hold on to that first inner belief. The belief that they can't do something. And they won't challenge it. They will stick to that belief and they will never challenge it. And they will live with that belief for the rest of their lives. And the issue with this is that what they want and what they desire and their goal is quite often the thing that they don't believe that they're able to do. And I see it in careers, I see it in relationships, I see it in general life goals. Not believing that you're good enough or capable enough to do something, believing that so much that it stops you from taking action and even trying in the first place. And it's so sad because... Quite often when you challenge that belief, it really is the opposite and you are able to do it and you are capable. So there's so many people living lives out there that they're not happy with, unfulfilled, unsatisfied because they're not doing what they want, because they never took action on it, because they never believed in themselves to take action on it. What I want to say is that it really is, the majority of the time, all about your mindset. At least that is what is going to get you to challenge and actually try. And you know, a quote that is very common that we hear a lot of the time is, wouldn't you rather regret what you did do than regret what you didn't do? And this is exactly where that comes from. This is a perfect example of how that story can play in your own life. So like I said, I have a couple of questions that are going to get you thinking about your own core beliefs and how accurate they really are because it really is about challenging your beliefs and actually figuring out whether they are true or whether they are false. Okay, so These questions, they're going to help you look at the views that you hold about yourself, other people and the world around you because these all factor into the decisions that we make and the actions that we take in life. So feel free to write these down. You can always pause the podcast after I've said one of the questions, write it down and then continue, Um, or you can answer them as I go along. So if I ask a question, you could get a piece of paper, write down your answer, and then continue. Or just rewind, replay, and listen, and write down at any point that is best for you. So question number one, in what ways am I living outside of my integrity and compromising my personal Values. question number two what have I left unfinished or unresolved that currently needs my attention question number three what deep needs do I have that are not getting met question number four What am I fighting against that I can choose to release? Question number five. In what ways could I be more engaged in life? Question number six. Who or what am I tolerating that I do not want in my life? Now, these are just a few questions from a whole core belief workbook that I have ready to use with my coaching clients to really help understand the core beliefs that they have about themselves. And, you know, it's really important to do this because, like I said at the start, many of us are living our lives dictated By these core beliefs that we hold about ourselves and yet we don't even recognize that we hold these beliefs. So the purpose of this activity is to be able to highlight what beliefs you currently hold about yourself and to see how they are potentially impacting your life right now and if there is a way that we can resolve this, if there is a way that you can change and challenge those core beliefs That you have about yourself, because this is really the baseline for all of self doubt. Self doubt is just brought on from your core beliefs. Self doubt is just, you know, about the negative and most of the time inaccurate beliefs that you hold about yourself. And yeah, it's enough to really impact your life. So it's a really, really beneficial activity to do. And I really hope that you do give it a go. Um, But, you know, if you want some help with this or you feel like maybe you need someone to talk these questions through, then for sure, you know, reach out to me. Like I say, all the links are in my um, bio and in the episode comments Um, So you can just reach out to me. And if you want to go through the workbook, then I am happy to do that with you. Um, But it's a really great exercise. And, you know, if I just want to really end this podcast on, on an important note, it is that it's all in your mindset. It really is. Your success is all down to how you think about yourself, how you think about others and how you think about the world. And the beauty of this is that your mindset has been created and adapted and influenced by your past experiences But that doesn't mean that it has to be that way going into the future. You can literally rewire and remap your future to be in a way that is more beneficial to your goals, your desires and your wants and needs. It really can. Sounds like magic, I know, but it's true. There is a process behind it and it's NLP and mindset coaching. That's what it is and that's what it does. So I hope that this podcast has been valuable to you and that you've got something from it. If you give the activity a go, I would love to hear your feedback and just to see if you had any moments that really kind of struck out at you that made you go, oh, holy crap. (laughs) there's something that I need to work on I would love to hear how you get on with the exercise as always if you've enjoyed this episode please do leave me a review leave me some feedback not only does it help me go up in the rankings which means it therefore helps others to see that this podcast even exists and therefore I can help more people um you know, it just, it really helps to build that trust with potential new listeners as well. And of course, then that means that I can help more people. And that is all I'm trying to do. You know, I do this because I'm trying to help and support as many people as I can and show you that there is another way to be living your life. And if you do feel like you're being held back by self-doubt, a lack of confidence, I've been there. I know how it feels and I know how to change that. So I want to help. (laughs) Thank you very much for listening. Have a great week and I'll check in with you next week. Bye-bye.